Oh man, we've got to finish the Jeremy Johnson stuff. Usually it would end sentencing, but this is no usual case. I promise this will not be boring. Every single thing, we're going to follow this to the very end. Then I've got some murder cases. I've got some more crazy stuff to share with you guys. But before we even get into the rest of the Jeremy Johnson stuff, I want to do just start the season with a fun episode. This is probably my favorite episode, and it's my first day of solo surveillance. And it was so funny, I practically peed my pants recording this. So just to kind of clear your palate and get us started in season three, enjoy this. I hope you love it as much as I did when we recorded it. I've got Shelly with me again today. Hi, Pamela. We are going to talk about how it all started for me as a PI. I love it. I can't wait to hear all this. So it's kind of a family business, which is yes, it is very unique, uh-huh. weird. So I've worked at different times for my oldest brother. I'm the youngest in the family, so I've worked for my oldest brother, and I've worked for my oldest sister, doing PI work for both of them. And there are absolutely hilarious stories about... And yes, there are. I'm excited to hear these oh, again. Uh, yeah, it, I'm excited to relive some of this. We're going to start. We're going to get Terry on the phone really quick so you can all meet him. Okay, so I have my big brother, Terry Lindquist, on the line. Say hi, Terry. Hello, Pam. Hi, Terry. So hi, let me Terry. describe Terry for you. Terry is a big guy. He's 6'3" and blonde. We are all blonde. Mm-hmm. He has kind of a low voice, if you can tell, and can be a little intimidating if you're in trouble on a case, which I know I would never be, but <laughs> <laughs> it did happen once or twice. So I want to share with them my very first case with Terry. I was still in college and I went home for the summer. Okay. And Terry was doing his investigating business in the same town where we grew up and... Right. So let me say one thing. I grew up with Terry. So Pamela was always the little sister, but Terry and I went to high school together. Oh, cool. Terry got a case where the bank called you. Will you tell us about that case? Uh, Okay. An old associate that I had known for many years called me and said, hey, I've got a kind of an unusual case I'd like you to take a look at for me. He had an old widow that he was in charge of her money, and she had quite a bit of it, I guess, you know, several hundred thousand dollars, and she had no heirs. Actually, I guess she had distant relatives. He was very nervous that she was kind of getting up in age. She was in her late 80s and had expressed to her bank that she thought people were coming into her house, breaking in, and and moving things around. That's scary. That's scary. And I thought, well, are you sure she's not just kind of forgetful? That can happen to all of us in our advancing years. And he said that they had changed the locks in the house several times that year alone. So... He says, just look at the case for me and do whatever she wants. And I said, you know, this really isn't, you know, something I'm very excited about. I mean, she's an old lady, kind of forgetful. And I'm not very excited about spending her money needlessly. And he said, look, she's got a lot of it. She doesn't have anything else to do with it. Just help her uh, out. humor her. Yep, help her out. Okay. So I went over to her house, and she went on and on about how people are moving their keys in her house and moving 
jokes around. They're just doing this to mess with her, she thought. And I thought, well, you know, what, what would the motive be? I mean, why would anyone do this? And she said that during World War II, she and her husband were stationed in Hawaii. And she was a school teacher at the time. She had just newly gotten married, and he was off in the war. And she said, I was a young woman at the time, and I had needs. And, well, uh, there are a lot of sailors around, and, you know, uh, I had needs. And, I, you know, I really don't want to hear about your needs and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> What has that got to do with what's going on? She said, well, I kept a pretty explicit diary. My husband was a prominent dentist in town, and I'm afraid that someone might be using my old shenanigans to, you know, to tarnish his reputation. I said, okay, all right, so you've got a tiny motive here. All right, I'll take a look at it. And I told her that what I was going to have to do was do surveillance on the HAPS, watch her home, at least during the nighttime. Then after a couple of nights, I'd get back to her. It was a very easy case, just watching an old lady's house at night. (laughs) So I thought this would be a great case for Pam. (laughs) So I called Pam. And here comes Pamela. So I'm kind of thinking the old lady's probably kind of senile. Right. And she's just moving stuff around and not remembering she moved it. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. I begged Terry for the chance to do it because I needed money for college. Mm -hmm. Please, please let me do this. He's like, okay. What I'd do is I'd get there like 9 o'clock at night. And I'd go to her door and tell her, hey, I'm your investigator. I'm here to protect you. And I'm going to seal the doors now so that we will be able to tell if anyone gets in. I'm going to seal the front door and the back door so don't be coming out of the house. And I'll be watching all night to keep you safe. And she's, oh, okay, thank you very much. What does it mean, seal the door? So just basically just put like a tape on the door. Oh, so if it, So you can tell if, if it's been broken. Gotcha. Very okay. simple. Very, gotcha. very simple. Okay. So... I, I pictured duct tape all the way around the frame. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> you, you are not going to get out of this house. <laughs> Call 911 if you need to get out. <laughs> so I sealed the door, and the deal was that I, I'm supposed to watch the house the whole time and then go check this, those seals like every hour. So this is my first case for Terry. I think I was making like 12 bucks an hour uh-huh. or something. <laughs> so I start on the case. I'm watching 9 o'clock. I Still the doors, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, everything's fine, nothing's happening. 12 o'clock, the sills are all fine. Every hour I'm going over checking the sills on the front and the back door. And it's a summer night, so really pretty summer night. Was and it scary for you at all? Were no, you? I wasn't okay. scared at all. Good. Okay. And then and I'm sitting there across from her house so I can keep my eye on the house the whole time. And about 12.30 in the morning, a car pulls up on the street. And some young guy gets out of the back seat of that car and runs in between her house and the house next door. I can't see, did he turn left and go to the, her back door or did he go right? And I thought, oh my gosh, like someone seriously, maybe this old lady isn't crazy. There's right, someone going right. into her house. Now it gets scary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And wait a minute, this is like all of a sudden scary. I'm only getting... Twelve twelve dollars an hour. I don't Terry, think I, don't I think, need a raise. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to get killed for that. Yeah. So 
I call some buddies that are going to school at uh-huh. college there and say, hey, can you guys come down here and, and help me? And help me. And these three guys, friends, come down. And I tell them the situation, and I said, look, we just need to check the sills. We check the dip sill on the front door. Everything's cool. And then we go down the driveway to go to the back door. One second. Is the car still parked in front of the house? No. It the car just the dropped the and, guy off. And took off. It pulled up. The guy gets out of the car, and the car drives off, and the, the guy runs in the back. Okay. Sorry about And that. I didn't see him come back out or anything, and the okay. car was gone. The car didn't come back. Okay. So we have checked the front doors. Now we're going down the driveway and I'm turning around the back corner of the house to check the back door and it's kind of it's dark out it's nighttime and I don't have a flashlight with me and it was long before cell phones with uh, yeah light. yeah cell phones yeah. didn't have lights then yeah. way before that yeah. and I'm thinking that looks just like a statue right there I don't remember a statue being back here what the heck <gasps> Is that a statue? Like, what? I can't. It was all white. And then it moved. Oh, my gosh. I was like, ah! <laughs> so I, every one of us, me, the, my three friends, the four uh-huh. of us, took off running down the driveway, scared to death. And as I get to the end of the driveway, all of a sudden my brain's like, wait a minute. That was, like, totally white, white, and that might be the old lady. <gasps> like, she maybe she came she outside. Came out. So... Yeah. So I, I think she came outside. What? So I said, you guys, I think it's her. I think that might be her. And they're like, we're not getting paid. <laughs> You're getting paid. You go check. They were too scared to walk back. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I, I go back there and sure enough, it's the old lady and she has a white robe on and okay. she's older and she's sure. <laughs> pretty pasty skin. So sure. I really didn't think it was she a was statue. A statue. <laughs> she was just standing so still. So I it's like, oh, hey, I know I we just ran away and stuff, but I'm your investigator. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> You don't need to worry. We've got you. We're we're safe. You are totally safe. You don't have to be scared because I'm here. I just ran away for a second. Now I'm back. So I'm like, she seemed to understand. I was like, hey, you weren't supposed to leave the house. So... So she seemed to understand, (laughs) and she goes back in the house, and I'm like, hey, it's okay. So I tell my friends, like, hey, thanks for nothing. (laughs) You guys run away. And I'm sitting there about 15, 20 minutes later, here come all these cops. Apparently, the old lady didn't believe me that I was keeping her (laughs) safe. (laughs) So she called the police. I had to tell the police, like, uh, I'm actually her investigator that she hired, and she's in great hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that she wasn't supposed to leave the house, and she did, and it scared me, like, really bad. So, so oh, man. But I am in charge. I got this covered. 
you are safe with our investigative for yes. for sure. So, oh my heavens! I figure now it's probably three in the morning, something three thirty. I was supposed to stay until about eight, but you can. It, I don't think you're getting paid the rest of the night. I I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get paid, so I went home and went to bed. What happened to the guy though? I have no idea. I never saw him back there. okay. I never saw anyone back there. No one was in the house. Everything was safe in the house. He must have just been running to the house next door. Going into the Yeah, that was where he lived in the... Now, he was going in the back door or something. So, I go home, go to bed. I wake up the next morning, and my big... And I mean big brother. (laughs) I woke up to my big brother sitting on the edge of my bed. (laughs) And he very calmly said, so, how did surveillance go last night? And I I wasn't sure if he knew, but I suspected he might already know. Yeah. And I said, well, it actually didn't go really well. Uh, The old lady came out of the house. Like, she wasn't supposed to come out of the house. This was not the plan. And... And, and Terry, Terry goes, uh, <laughs> Terry says, yeah, I know. I got a call from the police. <laughs> and the next thing he said is, you're fired. Oh, you're like, wait, time out. Yeah. And I was like, wait, yeah, Terry, I'm really, really sorry. Like, look, <laughs> she came out of the house. I was like, she was not supposed to come out of the house. This wasn't fair. Like, I really need the money. I need a second chance. I did. I I was like, please, give me a second chance. Please, please. Terry, this would have happened. He's like, remember, Terry, you were, like, merciless. You're like, nope, nope, you're fired. (laughs) And he's so big, and he's got that low voice, and it's just so tough. And I'm like, Terry, I need money for groceries for school. Please. Absolutely merciless. And I said... Terry, look, if you had been in that spot, you would have gotten scared too. And he's like, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten scared. I said, Terry, anyone would run the guys that I have with me. They took off running too. Are you remembering this part, Terry? Oh, I, I don't remember the firing part, but that sounds me. I, I remember I it very clearly. That $12 was going to go a long ways. It was. It was. It was. So I begged. He had, it, like, nope, you're done. You're done. I said, Terry, if this had happened to you, you would have been scared. You would have run, too. And he said, no, I wouldn't. If I'm there for a job, I'm not leaving. So I was like, okay. So I said, well, who's going to do it tonight? And he said, I'm going to have to do it myself. Okay. So... <laughs> I decided, as the day went on, and I was getting more and more mad that I got fired for uh-huh. for doing a crappy job. <laughs> were you going to do the shock and not? You were going to act like the statue. Tonight? I decided. I decided I was going to scare him and show him <laughs> that he would to be scared. You will, because he said I wouldn't be scared. It yeah. wouldn't scare me. Right. Oh yes, it would. He's like, no, it wouldn't. So the next night, I waited until. I was probably 12, 31 in the morning. We had these awesome Halloween masks. And it was just like this old man face mask. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a whole hood. Yep, whole uh-huh. hood that you just, you're, it's only your eyes that poke through. 
And so I had that over my head. I put a big jacket on. And then I actually put like a hat on so I'd look more authentic like a, a man. Mm -hmm. so, so I have one question. Did it yeah. ever dawn on you, as tall as Terry is, as big a guy as he is, he might pack a heck of a swing. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't. He's not going to run. He might just I not. be terrified and run away. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, Okay, so I didn't really calculate all that really well yeah, uh -huh. because what my thought was most of the time you're sitting in your car on surveillance. Right. It's only like for a minute that you get out and go check the seals on the doors and then you're back watching again from your car. So while he was sitting in his car, I'm just going to go put my head up to the window, scare him, hopefully scare him his the pants Jesus. off and, uh -huh. then, and then just leave. Mm -hmm. It was a great plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when I get there... He's parked across from her house as a church parking lot. He had a van that he did surveillance in all the time. And he had his van parked across the street. Okay. And I came walking across the parking lot to come look in the window of the van and scare him. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. And while I'm walking across the parking lot to get to the van, he's walking back from having just checked. Oh, the so he seals. wasn't in the van. He wasn't in the van. And I was like, Oh, crap. Now what am I going to do? This is... I don't know what to yeah. do. And so I thought, well, maybe he didn't see me. So I go and I'm hiding behind the van, <laughs> which probably scared you more, didn't it, Terry? You know, I can't really remember that. I, I do remember that I didn't run off. He didn't... <laughs> He didn't run off. And, and so... And he probably didn't scream like a girl either. He did not. <laughs> oh. So I didn't scream, but yeah. I did run. No, yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm hiding behind the van now. And here he comes and I can tell, like, I'm hoping he hadn't seen me, but I can tell he's seen me. So he comes around, like the front of the... I'm in the back of it. He comes around the front and kind of to get towards me. Mm -hmm. The van's between us. Mm -hmm. He already has a really low voice, and he made his voice even lower. Oh, yeah. Play men can do that. Yes. And he's like, what do you need? And I can't talk because he'll know my voice. So now I really don't know what to do. <laughs> so I don't say anything, which... <laughs> It was probably more scary for him uh -huh. that I'm not saying anything. Mm -hmm. And then I was afraid he was going to come over and hit me. Mm -hmm. So I went around the other side of the van. Now I'm on the left back side of the van. So he comes to the front side mm -hmm. of the van on the left side. And now he's coming even closer. He's moving closer to me. And he's like, hey, hey, what do you need? Like really low? <clears throat> and I don't want him to get close enough that he could actually hit me. Because right. it will hurt. Yes. Because you're and, tiny. You're tiny. <laughs> and he's big. Uh, yeah, he's mm -hmm. way bigger big. than I am. Uh -huh. And he's getting closer. And I can see he's moving his arms out, actually, even so yeah. to puff yeah. himself, which mm -hmm. I think is just instinct of us. So he's puffing himself up even, like, to look bigger. And he's like, hey, what do you need? And I don't know what to do, fight. so I finally decide. I'm going to run. I'm just, nope, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump at him and scare him. And so he's coming closer <clears throat> closer, and he's kind of waiting for me. And before he could get close enough to hit me, I just went, ah! <laughs> and lunged out. <laughs> and he jumped back <laughs> like, like three feet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was laughing so hard. I took the mask off. I was literally laying on the asphalt laughing. <laughs> His fear immediately turned to anger oh, again. Oh, it did? Yeah, so <laughs> shocking. 
And he started yelling at me. He's like, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm laughing so hard. I was like, I told you you'd be scared. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my it was so funny. <laughs> Uh, and then, so, so Terry, he doesn't really raise his voice. He, he just lowers it. He lowers it. <laughs> I got home and he called like a half hour later. He's like, uh, you're not coming back again, are you? <laughs> no, I promise you I'm not coming back. I just had to show you that it could, that be, it a could scary be scary. Thing. This is yeah. a scary job. You don't know who you're dealing with. Could be your scary little sister. <laughs> <laughs> but he promised the next day he's like hey i'm not mad i'm just gonna get even <gasps> some night some time this summer i am going to scare you so bad i was so scared just to have him tell me that <laughs> yeah so, anticipation oh my gosh and it's here's what's funny sentence. he never <clears throat> did <clears throat> do it no but he didn't have to no because my entire summer, I was so scared because I was waiting for that. Every time I'd walk down the hallway in, in the house, I was expecting him to jump out of a closet, to jump from around a corner. I was constantly in fear. I bet. Always on edge. Seriously, I bet he actually scared me probably 50 times that summer without ever showing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was really funny. <laughs> so whatever happened with the well, lady? Yeah, okay. whatever happened with the lady? This is actually kind of an interesting story. The whole reason that I had to finish it myself is because I was hired by a banker, by a guy that I really respected. I couldn't just hand it over to my little sister again. I had to take it serious. Yeah. So I went and talked to him and said, hey, you know, we had kind of a problem the first night, but don't worry, I'm handling it myself and everything will be just fine from here on in. Now, the second night, you know, because she told me that she goes to bed early, like 9, 9.30, something like that. So I thought, well, okay, I'll show up at like 8.30 and let her know that I'm here and here's my phone. I had a, a cell phone at the time. This is about 1990. Okay. So cell phones were still kind of newish yeah. at the time. Very new. And but I wanted her to know that I was going to be there and to get a good night's sleep and not to worry about it. Because you weren't so going to run I away. I knock on the door. <laughs> I knock on her door like at eight thirty, and the door opens mm-hmm. wide open, and there she's standing, stark naked. <gasps> <laughs> And then did you run away? (laughs) Well, she had just climbed out of the tub to answer the door. And she's holding her robe in her hand. (laughs) And I said, okay, um, I'm the investigator, remember? I'm in the kitchen while you put your robe on. And uh, we'll have a chat in the kitchen. So... While I'm walking to the kitchen, I can kind of see her shadow, and she's putting her robe on. And when I get into the kitchen, she has her robe on, but wide open. Oh, my gosh. She hasn't bothered to close her robe. <laughs> well, I, I didn't care about her backside. That wasn't the problem. 
I mean, it, it, <laughs> you're like uh, I mean, pins. It, I can stick pins in my eyes. It'll <laughs> never get that image out. <laughs> it hurt. She had a couple slinkies attached to her chest. Oh. <laughs> This has been so fun to relive this memory. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thank you for listening to Pamela Private Eye.